1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, subscribe to Off the Floor. It's right here in the description on the YouTube page, also on the podcast feeds, and at the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. We reached 200 uh, members, so we appreciate that, and lively chats going on pretty much 24-7. Get off of Twitter. You don't want the other clutter. You just want to talk heat. So come over there with us. You'll also get updates from all four of us all during the day, during games, off days, and everything else. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reason sports network it includes our friends over at all pro construction builders, Danny and his family, Danny and his crew, fully certified. You need storm windows, storm doors because we know in South Florida it is always hurricane season. They are based in Miami, You can reach out to them at 305-484-4429, 305-484-4429. Also, allproconstructionbuilders.com or allproconstructionbuilders on Instagram. Huge Miami Heat fans, but mostly they just know what they're doing with this stuff. And they can get you the renovations for your property as well. And we know right now, 8% interest rates, hard to find a house. So make the one you're in look nicer. Reach out to allproconstructionbuilders. Again, Danny, 305-484-4429. 29. And now, today's episode.
2: Down to this gang. Yikes. Biscay.
3: Uh, five on the floor. Drive for my dogs. here's the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Wear bubble frog. Just like what they say. You in trouble, y'all. Check the floor, play. Got them all banned. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. Impact and with Trust it's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
1: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick, and follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, and Five Reason Sports, we get got Alex Toledo. Back from the dead. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And we've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Check out the episode that I did with Greg Sylvander. It was supposed to be 20 minutes. It went 39 minutes. So you can break it up into chunks if you'd like. We went back through the Dame Lillard trade that was and that wasn't 10 games into the heat season from the heat perspective, Dame's perspective, the Bucks perspective, and unfortunately for them, the Blazers' perspective. So make sure that you check that out. We know that you wanted more Dame content. We didn't give you enough this summer. But today we're going to focus on somebody who's actually on the Miami Heat and he's making the leap. And I made the point the other night that at least my untrained eyes here, this is the biggest leap he's made since he became a starter. And to me, his starter leap, even when he became a starter, of, you know, Hassan Whiteside sort of pushed to the side after Bam had backed him up. Uh, to me, uh, the leap to starter is the hardest when you're going from role player to starter because your minutes are increasing and you are expected to do more. So, yes, statistically, the raw numbers are going to go up, but it's what you actually do in each of those minutes. And I thought that Bam, when he became a starter, proved why he should be the starter long term. And again, that's the hardest thing for a young player, particularly one who's picked in the teens, To do, I mean, Bam was not a top five pick. He was 14th overall. And all through his career, all the way up into Kentucky, he was not a number one option. Uh, He was a guy who was a third or fourth player on a particular team. He showed that he, again, could be a long term starter for the Heat. We know that obviously he's become a max player. But there have been leaps, guys, like season to season. There have been small sort of subtle things that he's done better, even if it hasn't been fast enough or sort of great enough for the fan base to truly appreciate it. It cannot be ignored now. I mean, just the raw numbers alone. There are only two bigs in the entire NBA playing better than him right now, and that's Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, the last two MVPs. And the only other guy who's even in his class, he outplayed before the player, of course, as he always does, got hurt here in Miami, which was Anthony Davis. The guy who's beaten him out for Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bam schooled him in this last matchup this past week. So he's basically taking down one big at a time. We haven't seen him against Jokic or Embiid yet, but again, the problems that Jokic presents, he presents to everybody. But we've seen Bam have success against Embiid. But I'll go to you first, Alex, on this. Give me the single biggest thing that has impressed you about Bam's start, a start that right now is what, 23-12-4, shooting 53% from the floor, playing the same 34.6 minutes he did last season. But everything, literally, everything is up. Assists are up. Rebounds are up. Uh, the Again, shooting percentage slightly down, but that's come up lately. The blocks are up. It, he's just a much better player. But what sticks out to you the most?
3: Honestly, it, I, I hate that you're making me pick just one thing because it's it, it, just looking through the stats here. There's, there's multiple things that have gotten better for Bam. And honestly, it's, it's become customary for him. He's gotten better every single year. He's been in the league and the numbers also back that up. But if you're just telling me to pick one, and I know you guys have touched on this in the past few days, especially while, you know, while I've been gone, but, um, The free throw attempts like that's I think what we wanted to see the most is, his, you know, him balancing out the rim attacks versus the mid range shooting. And it's that doesn't mean pick one or the other. It means find that balance. It means figure out, you know, when to attack, um, when to take the shot and do it decisively. And I think that that's kind of where Bam has really polished up his game. And and that's another thing we talked about all summer. It's like it's not that he added something to his game. He just got better at, at what he's already very good at because he wasn't bad at free throw before or anything like that but like he is he is putting up a career best uh free throw attempts per 75 and it's by a good amount it's at 8.1 right now and the highest he had before was two seasons before w- which was a uh, 6.9 so it's a pretty good bump there and um you, you, you'd love to see it because you know if you look at some of these other numbers here like the rim attempts per 75 are down but because the free throw attempts are up you know that He's doing the right thing there. Like he's he might not be getting as many um you know points at the rim as he has in the last year, but he's kind of making up for it with the amount of times he's getting uh to the free throw line. And on top of that, you know, he has upped the mid-range um attempts by a good amount, too. Not by not by just like a, a marginal amount. He's taking about two and a half more per 75, and he is in the 99th percentile in uh, mid-range attempts per 75. And despite that, like, still shooting at, at a pretty good amount, pretty much right where he was last season, or, around 45%. He was at 46% uh, last season. And the way he gets to it, the, the comfort he gets to it with, it's, it's really just an extension of what we saw last season. I think he looks even more decisive. He, there's There's no hesitation in his game. He's playing like a leader on both ends. He's playing like he knows he is that guy. And I didn't really have any doubts about it. It's just cool to see because um there was that point last season towards the end where Jimmy kind of became the guy who was um giving you the more impressive outings um, in the last month or so, maybe two months of the season, and bam's production went down a little bit. It feels like we're right back to the start of last season except with an improved bam like he he just looks more confident and just looks overall like an even better version of himself like you would think with some of the increased usage and Shot attempts, like there will be um, you know, less efficiency, especially because there's so much of a bump in the mid-range stuff. And it's just not the case. Every year that he's been in the league, um, the assisted buckets, um, the, the percentage gets lower. So he's getting, you know, more on his own uh as the years go on. There's not a single year where it, it doesn't get better. You see the same thing when it comes to uh points per 75. You see the same thing when it comes to field goal attempts per 75. Every single season, Vam has been in the league these things have gotten better. So I think that's why we all, you know, to different degrees, had kind of like expectations that he would be able to get to this. And I, I, it's cool to see that we're here. Now it's just all about, you know, sustaining it for the rest of the season. But this is a leap.
1: Brady, we talk. Uh, we're going to get to, it's just more of a big picture discussion in the second half of the episode of where he fits in the league. But Alice is talking about him just doing the things he did before better in every area but we used to talk a lot about disposition with him and that it wasn't the inability to do certain things but it was and not even the desire to do certain things but just the, the willingness to be that guy to force the action do, do you see this as more of a disposition improvement from him if we want to call it that or is this skills improvement
2: I would lean probably in in the direction of it's just his disposition willing to take these shots just because kind of the stuff that Alex was talking about he's getting to the line more because he's putting his head down more and trying to get to the rim more he's having success in the mid-range because he's taking more of these shots so I think it more is it's always been a mindset for him and I think that's why he had the, the no ceiling title was because he has the ability to do so much it's just not limiting himself within the offense to do it and not turning and looking for a Duncan handoff or turning to look the playmaker or uh, trying to find a better shot. Like, no, sometimes the best shot on the floor is just you just going. And I think now they're kind of realizing that's what the kind of the spot you're at. I'm glad Alex talked a lot about the free throw shooting because that is probably a primary leap here because I, I hate that we always had this question thrown at us where it was everybody in the discussion of Bam was like, should he try to like get to the rib more or should he lean on the mid-range jumper more? How about both? Like, that's kind of the point he's at. Like, he's putting his head down and he's he's doing the things Alex was talking about. But I just continue to be amazed by the mid-range stuff and the jumper in general. Because what we've seen specifically over the past 48 hours in these past two games where he, almost his entire offense is coming from this jumper. And he's just doing it in different ways. It is like last year was I thought last year was possibly a bigger leap than this one just in terms of like going from one thing to the next, because initially taking that leap to take those jumpers, I thought was huge, but then now perfecting it and adding on to it and adding new counters and doing this stuff. Like number one, there's no altering his shot. Like he has, he's such a high release point when he goes up over the top of somebody, doesn't matter who it is. You're not really changing anything about it. And then I'm watching him now. Like we always talked about the jab. That was his one thing he had with the jumper. If he jabbed that's, that's his comfort spot. He's getting into that jumper immediately. Now he's doing stuff where he's just turning hips and he's doing, if he gets over that left shoulder, he's doing has that little fade away now that I think he feels really comfortable with. He has these little things to his game. That's just really loud. And speaking of some of the numbers, I was looking at like the ways that he gets his, his jumpers last year compared to now. Catch and shoot jumpers. So catch and shoot mid-range jumpers. He was at 1.8 attempts last year. He was at 3.1 this year, which basically means coming off the roll and just taking that shot. So more often than not, he's taking that shot off the roll than he did last year. Then there's just pure pull-ups where he's just getting the ball and going off the dribble and taking those shots. He was at 3.1 attempts last year. This year, he's at 4.8. Like, so two major jumps in that area that he's willing to take it. And the and the efficiency is better <laughs> in both cases. So it's like, it, it's not a case where it's like, okay, where well, I'm going to get my attempts up and then I'm going to try to figure out my efficiency from there and kind of find my spot. Like, no, the, he has it. And it's it's just consistently there. He still has the stuff where he's getting to that uh, dotted line. But it's not as much because I remember when it, it was that was like a lot of his game was getting kind of really low in the paint. So he's turned those into rim attempts and he's backed up more to kind of play a little farther out the elbow extended. So just the overall shot dive for him has just been amazing to see. And yeah, the the aggression and willingness, willingness to do it seems to stick out more.
1: And and he's doing it with different players on the floor. We know he has a comfort level with Tyler in the pick and roll. Hasn't had Tyler for the past two and a half games. Hasn't mattered. Uh, We know that he used to lean on Duncan in a lot of different ways. He is getting more reps with Duncan now, but they're different kind of reps. We've talked about Duncan being more of a creator. It's not all uh, the dribble handoff stuff that we used to see where sometimes Bam would lean on him. You mentioned the shot attempt increases. Pat Riley said he wanted Bam to get to 15 shots. Last year, he ended up at 14.9. He was at 16 before the All-Star break. He's at 16 right now. And so I think one of the questions that people will have is, can he sustain this? throughout the season it seems like they're going to need him to if jimmy's not going to pick up his own shots at this point and again without tyler for a few weeks i know alex you have a few more bam stats and then i want to get into the defensive part of this because it's easy for us to simply say he's just a great defender he's a top three defender he should be defensive player of the year but he is defending differently this year i know brady you highlighted that in the thread so alex Throw us some of those stats, and then we'll get to some of the defense, and then we'll put this into perspective in the last half of the episode.
3: I'm glad you you made that clear about that we're going to you know go over the defense because I, I was going to throw out some defense, but I have more. I have more that isn't defense, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'll, I'll just save that for the second half here. But uh, as far as the offensive side of the floor, to kind of piggyback off of we're, what we were talking about, um, you know, even though the usage is up, which, by the way, it's up by the biggest – like year-to-year jump that he's had in his career by far. So last year, which that's another step, by the way, as I'm looking at it, has gone up every single year, even if incrementally. But like I said, this year is the biggest year-to-year jump. So last year, um, which was the previous high for him, was the usage was at 25.2. This year it's at 28.1. So a 3% usage is a pretty, pretty big jump. And, um, you know, despite that, the efficiency is still there. We, we already went over, like, how awesome he's looked. Um with the mid-range and you know that shot is absolutely butter like Brady was talking about he, he has the counters he just looks like a guy who has figured out his game and how to get to it and you know what are the different ways he can react when the defense takes away one shot or the other and the way he gets to it is super decisive not only that he's finishing at the rim at the highest percentage that uh you know it, it, his career high uh, percentage at the rim which is at 71.5 right now 83rd percentile in the league so again just more to kind of support that Bam is you know he is not only sustaining efficiency with higher usage he's kind of gotten better with higher usage and has only looked better not only statistically but skill wise and you know with what you guys were talking about disposition wise demeanor wise like everything that you wanted to see from him offensively it's happening and I think that's why we've been kind of like preaching patience throughout the, se- uh, throughout the years here with Bam. And I know it's tough sometimes, right, with Heat fans because it's like, you know, you're in these chances to win now. And, you know, they've got it really far with him there. And, you know, he's doing the things you want to see. And I think this is going to be huge. And I'm, we're going to get into this too, so I'm not – I'll stop myself. But it's going to be huge to, you know, continue this Jimmy era. Yeah,
1: and the, the thing about it that you mentioned is that he's gotten more efficient with the more that he's done. I'm not surprised by that, because if it was a disposition issue, it is about belief. And so, as you're as you're doing better with more reps, <laughs> your efficiency is going to continue to go up because you have the confidence to get to those spots again. Some of this was just Bam sort of retreating for others. Okay, when nobody was asking him to, it's just kind of his it'd been his nature to do that. He's not doing that anymore, and honestly, there's nobody who wants him to take a step back. This is not a situation where you're like, "What?" when we talked about the Tyler-Jimmy dynamic at the beginning of the year, Brady, there is a little push pull there. There, there is okay. One guy does more, so the other guy does a little less. We can argue about how much they add to each other or take away from each other, but there clearly is there's some zero sum game that goes on there. There's not with Bam. Like if Bam is just more aggressive and more efficient, it's good. That's not taking away from anyone else. Um, if he's shooting that mid range with confidence, if he's if he's taking his guy off the dribble, forget the three. He made this. He made a three this season. He doesn't have to make another one. It, it's the other stuff and. It's getting to the line and being efficient to the line because for a for, look for a big, he's a good free throw shooter. We've talked about that. Like, so get there more often. He's not a guy who wilts in the big situations. And, you know, I mentioned the other night that I see someone old number three in him with some of his mannerisms, but there's a lot of number one, people pointed it out to me. He's getting more Bosch in his game. There are things that Chris used to do. You're seeing Bam do. I want to pivot real quick here though, to the defense, because Brady, Again, it's easy to just say he's the best defender in the world. We think he is, okay? I think collectively we think he should have had a defensive player of the year already, but he's defending differently, right?
2: 100%. And it's there's probably a little bias involved because we constantly just push the BAM defensive player of the year narrative, like even before the season, before he even plays games. But like he's actually doing stuff defensively that warrants a lot of this for number one. You were mentioning kind of the, the people in his class and the bigs in his class. Well, like, just look at the, the, like, the people that are on Defensive Player of the Year ladders and the guys that he's faced recently. Like, Wemby, for example, is on the Defensive Player of the Year ladder, and he just gave them what exactly? 24 11 and 6. You go a game before that against Jaron Jackson Jr., 30 11 with three blocks and, and a steal. Game before that, Anthony Davis, another guy on the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, ladder 22 19 and 10, two steals, two blocks. Like he's it feels like every game he plays defensively, your player type player, he has a little more juice to him. But we know at this stage, everybody knows Bam can lock up your point guard. They he everybody knows he can lock up your shooting guard, your forwards, everything one through five. But like they're at the point now where he doesn't have to do that, and that's what everybody's been wanting to see for so long that you can mix in more stuff. And now they're at the point where he's playing on a lot more drop. He's playing with a lot more things going toward the rim, and that's why you're seeing the rebound numbers the way that they are because he's playing close to the rim. And I'm also watching him do this thing where he's making plays that are not normal on pick and rolls in that drop where they throw the lob over the top, for example, last night to Wemby and late in the game, and he makes a deflection at the rim and throws it kind of in the other direction. So many teams have done that, and he does that so well where he's not looked at as a rim protector, quote-unquote, because he just does so many of the other things well. But this stuff that he's doing in that area is the reason there is true versatility. The versatility isn't because he can guard point guards. Like we know that the versatility is because he can guard your point guard and do the stuff and drop and play the weak side and cover everything up and be a walking defensive unit. Like it's just, this is the reason why you're seeing that. So I think he's had a really great defensive year so far. Uh, even individually, you see some numbers of, of kind of just the, I'll look after games to guys see what he's done against kind of individual guys. And every time, he's like, it's, it's really bad percentages. And when you're talking about a guy like Bam, who's playing in drop, usually like that. those numbers will be better because there's just a lot of shots in front of Bam. So he gets characterized as the defender as for like a Haywood Highsmith, maybe only has eight or nine shots against him. Cause it's all perimeter shots. Bam will have like 20 shots against him because it's all stuff in the mid range and in, in lane. He's still causing absolute havoc in the field goal percentage kind of range. So I just think he's had a great year. And the fact that he's, hes Ethan, you've mentioned this before, and this was before the probably both leaps, where you said he, him being better offensively probably helps his defensive player of the year case more. Well, him playing like this, getting on people's radars, being on an all-star team, and doing all this stuff, I, this is what can really get him that recognition. Maybe not more than the other people that seem to be on ESPN every day, like Wemby that's already being crowned as the best defender in the league, or Anthony Davis because he's on the Lakers. But this is a guy that's playing really high-level basketball in general, and it's still happening on the defensive end.
1: Here's the biggest thing, and you got to it. And then, Alex, you can get to the defensive stats, and then on the other side of this we'll, we'll get to uh, you know putting this into some sort of greater context. He's making life difficult for these other so-called elite defensive bigs who also can play offense like a Wemby, like an AD, like a Jaron Jackson. They're not making it difficult on him. So if that's the case, don't we need to reclassify where he is in the league? I mean, it's one thing to be doing it against Clint Capella, okay, who he was compared to when he came out of college, right? Maybe, Although Pat was comparing him to Sean Kemp, okay? And that's, again, pre-weight gain Sean Kemp, pre-out-of-the-league Sean Kemp. But when Sean Kemp was a force of nature playing for Seattle, he's he looks better than these guys. So if they can't defend him... And he can defend them. Why is he not in the top five in the defensive player of the year ladder? And that's the other thing. And Brady mentioned, I've said this repeatedly him becoming a more dynamic, consistent offensive force. As stupid as this sounds makes him more of a defensive player of the year candidate. It's why Derek Jeter kept winning gold gloves, even though he was like the 12th best shortstop defensively, because by all the metrics, because he made big plays with his bat, okay, in games that matter. It's it's this. It's one of the dumbest things ever. Like Kobe won some defense. Was first team all defense in years he shouldn't have been. We've seen this with guys all the time. It is because they get more noticed, and it's like, oh, the guy plays defense too. But and that's what's that's going to happen with Bam. But I don't know if it's going to happen totally this year. Uh, Alex, throw some defensive numbers out there.
3: Well, nothing too crazy here, just that, you know, he's to, to, again, to confirm everything you guys have been talking about and what Brady was talking about, you know, highest defensive rebound percentage of his career by a little bit, not by an insane amount, but, um, and highest block percentage by a pretty nice margin, uh, in his career too. And I a hundred percent agree with Brady that it has to do with more of, you know, the fact that it's, he's in drop a little bit more often now. And this, uh, the highest block percentage that i mentioned that you know it's the highest he's had since the first year of the jimmy era and i don't think that's a coincidence because he was in drop a good amount more during that season uh because if you remember that that um crowder and Iguadala and solomon hill trade which is when they kind of um you know turned into more of a switch heavy team they didn't play that many games with that team so that the majority of that season he was uh he was in a drop not 100 percent of the time but you know, the majority of the time. And I think keeping him closer to the rim, you know, it's it's absolutely going to help his Defensive Player of the Year candidacy even more than what you're talking about, Ethan, with the, the scoring, which which will help just, I think, his name, right? And the fact that, you know, they've gone so far with him as the second-best player over and over and over. Like, I think you can't sleep on him anymore. Everybody realizes how dynamic he is. Maybe they don't realize it to the same degree that we do, but I don't think he is, a, a, a you know a low key type of defensive player anymore. He should be higher. He should be higher on these lists. I think if you're going to have him closer to the rim, the way you're seeing it now, you know, the increased stocks, um, the increased rebounding, like this is the formula. This is the formula. Now what, what it ends up coming down to is the heat having to sustain, I think an elite defense um, throughout the season, which I think they still have some upside there. I don't think, I don't think they have reached anywhere near their defensive ceiling. Not that it's been bad or anything, Um but I expect more because I, I expect an, an upgraded defense uh, from last season, which was already pretty damn elite. So I, I think if the Heat can get to that point where they're just kind of hanging around elite on the defensive end uh, throughout the season, that's kind of I, I think that's where Bam, you know, gets put in the sweet spot um, with the voters. Especially if the Heat aren't kind of like you know around five hundred all year. If they can just be a pretty good team, and you don't have to worry about them being like a nine seed or something that probably makes voters feel better about voting him too. I just think Bam is the best version of himself, the most all-around version. He's gotten better every year and with what he does on defense, man, like Brady said, like he he does everything. He can guard everybody and even with like that caveat that we've always thrown around like that, you know, he struggled with Jokic. He did a great damn job on Jokic when it mattered the most in the finals. So I fully believe Bam is the best defender in the league, can guard anybody in the league whether it's you know on ball off ball he is it's he's about as he's close tall. as you can get to an A plus perfect defender so not to go overboard i just think it's it's hard it's hard to go overboard on Bam because of how much he's shown on that end like he he's a do everything for you on that end
1: Well, not, they're ninth in defensive rating coming into tonight so that's been climbing up uh, expecting to see Caleb come back at some point. Hakez uh, has obviously been a revelation on that end. His minutes are going up. Highsmith in the starting lineup helps defensively quite a bit. So I, I would anticipate oh, by that the they're, they're going to be top five.
3: One more um, stat here. Now that you mentioned the, the team's defensive rating, I just did a quick look at their adjusted defensive rating. Shout out, dunks and threes. So basically what the, all, the only thing that adjusts for is strength of schedule. So if you do that, the Heat have the six best – adjusted defensive rating so
1: there you go all right so on the other side we're going to do this rapid fire and i'm holding this to you these this this is going to be quick take reactions 24 seconds i've got my stopwatch and we're going to close it that way i'm going to throw this at you and and you can't say this is a tough question they're going to be tough questions i'm just i'm telling you okay from the very start here we do want to mention one of our sponsors better edge use the code 5 rsn get twenty dollars to play NBA tournaments are just three bucks that we run. The NFL tournaments are just ten bucks. You've got plenty to play with then. So use the code five RSN. Again, this is free money that they're giving you. This is legal sports betting. You're betting against others who use it. It's social sports betting. You're not betting against the bookie it's or against the app or anything like that. And they're based in Minneapolis. So no fear, no concern. Find the line that you want. Enter our tournaments. Go to betteredge. That's with an O. .com. And use the code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited... flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's better help. H E L P.com slash Miami heat. 24 seconds i've got the stopwatch okay i'm gonna clock you guys on this right here all right ready and and again i mean you can you can put your homer hats on i don't care but as long as you answer within 24 seconds brady hawk is bam out of bio now the best player on the miami heat <laughs> right now like in in november i'm not i'm just saying is he the best player on the miami heat you got 11 seconds
2: In the regular season, absolutely. I think right now, at this current moment, when you ask me this question, he is. Will he be in a few months? That will be determined.
1: Buzz, 23.39. Look at that. Okay, so now we reset it. Alex, right now, you can have Bam Adebayo or Anthony Davis. Who
3: do you choose? Bam. I don't need 24 seconds. Bam. I think Bam is better at AD, at what he does. I think they both have similar skill sets. And I think Bam is just way more durable. It's no hate towards AD. Don't even show me that shot clock. I don't need it. Bam is, I think Bam is better than AD right now. And that's not even disrespectful. I don't think AD is at the top of his game anymore. Still great at what he does. Bam is better. I'm taking Bam right now.
2: Oh,
1: you have made it when you said six and a half seconds. So we ended up at 24.26. Uh, that's all right. I'll give it to you. The, the refs are blind. Uh, we know that these days. Brady, is Bam out of bio, in your definition, a superstar?
2: I mean that's just so dependent on like what you view as a superstar like I don't get caught up in that I'm not I I don't get caught up in that You know I asked you the I, but I question. will say you I I hate, that's it. Why I, did that. I hate it but I will say I when you say superstar that's like five guys that's not I don't I don't know if I'd say Alex, Okay done,
1: done okay that's it Alex is winning right now so far which is a surprise actually this is a bit of an upset I <laughs> will right, we'll go upset
3: All
1: right, we'll go to this one right now would you run more offense through Bam or Tyler in a big playoff game right now?
3: Bam. Bam. I think because there's, there's a, more of a variety of stuff you can do with him, I think creating from the high post, whether it's for himself or for others. And I think once he, you know, the more he, he keeps doing what he's doing right now, he's going to figure out that balance between setting other guys up and setting himself up. And I think Tyler can get involved with that. I think Bam, you can get Jimmy involved with that. You know, we saw that in last playoffs with how they, you know, he went to Jimmy in the high post. So I'm, I'm going Bam. Take take the the, right. the other big man out of the paint. I think that's what it comes down to.
1: Okay, no, no, that 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 makes sense. And I, I can't ask. See, I would ask Greg this next question. I can't. You guys are not old enough for this. I was going to ask the Bam or Zoe defensive question. So I will just throw that out to our listeners, and maybe that becomes a topic for Greg. Why don't I, you answer? Yeah. I, I an, another day. I guess I could answer. Right. Um, I actually, I actually think Bam is passing zone right now, defensively. And that is kind of blasphemous for me to say, I should time myself. Right. Here we go. Oh, okay. Ready?
2: Don't worry. Hold on. Don't worry.
1: You got it going. Okay. There you go. Six, seven seven. Here's why don't I'll worry. say this. I, I think so for his era, considering that he was undersized, considering everything that he was up against going against guys like Shaq and Elijah and right down the line, every single game was miraculous. But they didn't ask Zoe to do as much as Bam is asked to do, and to me, that is the difference. And I think that's why he's elevated on it. And this is for all of us. We can all answer this. At that was twenty-eight. Seconds.
2: That was twenty-eight seconds, by the way. So I know, were, but that was, uh, that was uh, way over. I, I
1: I kind of led into it. All right, this is for all of us, and you guys are old enough to actually get into this now. Okay. Is Bam will Uh-oh. Bam finish his career as a top five player in Heat history?
3: Oh, you stole this from Al.
2: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with yes. I just think by the time where he will rank defensively and the longevity of his career with Miami will weigh a lot on that situation. So I will think I think he does end up.
1: Alex, I'll let you have a fresh twenty-four. The ball, the ball's been checked out of bounds.
3: I'm doing the thing where I roll the ball up the court right now without actually yeah, Kyle
1: hasn't it. picked it up yet. That's that's basically where you're at right now. Okay, it's been picked up in the front court now.
3: Um, I like. I, I was gonna say no. I was gonna say no. Brady kind of swayed me. Brady swayed because I think that the the longevity stuff really changes the map there. He's gonna be here a long time. He's already already had an insane amount of success. Even though we we don't think he has as much accolades as he should have between All Star teams, defensive team selections, and all that, it's already kind of there if you look at it. It's starting to stack up. Not to mention the success, not to mention the Team USA stuff, Um, everything he does, everything he was responsible for. I think there's a pretty good chance he finishes right there, like five, fifth best player.
1: Alex just took all my time. Uh, here, here's the thing. I, he's not, he's not going to pass Dwayne. There's no way to pass Dwayne uh, in, in Heat history. That that one is entrenched. LeBron depends on how you feel about him. But uh, unless unless Bam delivers two championships as a lead player, I don't think that you could put him quite there. Then the conversation comes in about Shaq uh bam i think one title puts him ahead of shack uh in, in my view because again the light longevity is going to be there and also he didn't insult chris quinn and ricky davis on the way out the door so that certainly helps uh i think ultimately it could come down because i think ultimately he passes zo um because of what i what i talked about earlier as his offensive game continues to develop remember zo came to miami at age 25 bam just turned 26 and players play longer these days. And Zo dealt with the kidney disease. So I do think he passes, Zoe. I think ultimately it's going to come down to Bam or Jimmy. I think that's the conversation we're going to have. And that's going to be determined by how many years does Bam play as a top two player on the Heat after Jimmy's gone. It's kind of unknowable, but I'll say Yes because of the longevity. I think he may push himself ahead of Jimmy. So don't hold us to any of these answers. I'm going to have Greg uh, debate the Zo... Greg and Sean Rochester debate the Bam thing with me because I think that would that would be interesting. All right, thanks to Alex. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to our sponsors. Better Edge, use code 5RSN, all pro construction builders. I started going fast too late in the game here. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger,
0: McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.